The media minister, Catherine Martin, will face more questions in the Dáil this afternoon around the events leading up to the resignation of the chair of RTE board, Shunni Rahala, last week. The minister did an interview on RTE's primetime television programme on Thursday in which she said the former chair had misinformed her on two occasions about the board's role in approving an exit package for a former senior executive. Catherine Martin also declined to say on a number of occasions that she had confidence in Miss Nirahala. Her appearance in the Dáil later today follows over three hours of questioning from the Oireachtas Media Committee. Last night, she told TDs and senators that Ms Nirahala threatened to resign if the minister wrote to her asking her to meet last Friday and that she was flabbergasted by the response. We're joined now by a member of the committee, Christopher O'Sullivan of Fianna Fáil. Uh, you're welcome to Morning Ireland. Are you satisfied with all you heard from Minister Martin last night? Um, I think she acquitted herself well, Audrey. Uh, I think there was a lot of difficult questions put to her in terms of timelines, in terms of her explanation about, uh, I suppose, revealing such a bombshell uh, live on air. So I think she, in terms of her performance and how she coped with questions, I think she performed quite well. Um, it's clear, given what was revealed last night in, uh, at the session last night in terms of the fact that she had indicated that she would be writing a letter to Miss Neurali seeking a meeting, and the fact that the response apparently was that um, if that letter was to come, that there would be a resignation. I think it put her in an incredibly difficult position. So she was going live on air on, on the national airwaves. She was she knew that this story was going to break uh, the following morning. So she either, either had the option to kind of deflect and not answer questions and um, try avoid uh, questions which us politicians have become very good at and, p- and criticised for. Um, or the other option was, as she said herself, that she was open, honest and transparent about it. Either way, it was a bit of, bit of a mess. Clearly, what was clear from the session yesterday was that there was a very strained relationship between the chair and uh, Minister Martin, and this mm. had come about because of, I suppose, repetition of, of mis- what, what she was saying, not, not being able to rely on, on information. And it goes back to D. Forbes' resignation, the fact that uh, the chair hadn't informed the minister that she had requested this. Then it came down to the Coveney exit package and finally the Collins exit package. So clearly the relationship was strained. I don't think there was any other uh, result, unfortunately, uh, as as good as Miss Neralik was uh, at her job and, and, and in terms of her, you know, she, she very highly regarded. Okay. Um, I think there was probably no other possible outcome. Do you think, though, she has answered all the questions? Because I'm wondering... It still remains factual that her department was told on three separate occasions about the board's new role in approving financial packages for departing executives at RTE. So I'm wondering, was the communication issue not within the department rather than from the former chair if the minister didn't know any of this? Yeah, so the, there were there were there was a lack of well, according to the minister again, and she can answer uh, for herself again. But there was a lack of clarity in terms of yes, they they there was an awareness that the that the that the board now had an oversight role in approving packages. But as far as they were concerned, that this only kicked in post the Collins uh, package being agreed and post the Coveney uh, package also being agreed. Um, I understand that there is, and, and I suppose this could be teased out more certainly, but I, I actually don't think that it will come to anything, Audrey, but there is there was a package of documents sent, I think, at the very end of November, which included a statement which outlined the role of the board. But again, it, it's, it's certainly not clear at all whether this was... Um, whether this was in place during, for example, the Collins and the Coveney exit No, but I mean, November still is three months ago. The minister was asking Shuni Rahala last week on two occasions about the board's roles. Surely, to goodness, somebody in her department would would have told her since last November 
this is the role that the board is now taking with these packages and this is their role, this is what they do. Yeah, and, and, and again, just going back to the session yesterday, I think the Minister acknowledged that, that there was an awareness that this was no uh, the situation going forward and I think that's what led to the questions of Mr Relic in terms of repeated questions. Did the board have a role in, in, in uh, the COVID-19 package? Did the board have an oversight role in the, in the Collins package? So perhaps it could be teased out, but uh, genuinely I... I I, I don't, and I'm not here to but speak for the is that not letting the department or, or and the officials off the hook here? If they knew last October with the Public Accounts Committee, a phone call from the RT board chair at the time to them in October as well, and then this document in November, that's a mm. long time ago. And I think what might shed light on this and, and what was agreed yesterday at, at the meeting is that, uh, number one, that we give Ms Neil Raleigh an opportunity to come in and, and I suppose, uh, answer any of the, I suppose, points that have been made by Minister Catherine Martin uh, at yesterday's session. I think that's only fair that we afford that opportunity. But secondly, there was um, a, a suggestion, and, and we have agreed to write to the former uh, Secretary-General of the Department to come in and clarify a lot of these issues. So, yeah, perhaps there's more delving to be done there, but generally, I, I, I don't think, uh, and I'm not here to, uh, as, as a cheerleader for, uh, for Minister Martin, but I don't think that this mess is of her making. I think she was left in a very, very difficult position because of this strained relationship. And clearly, you know, three occasions, she couldn't rely on, on information from Miss Neuralic. So, uh, you know, she was asked that question several times on prime time. Did she have confidence? I'm not sure what else or what other way she could have answered that question, to be fair, even though it did eventually lead to uh, the resignation. But of I'm Ms. just Neuralic. wondering, she, uh, Minister Martin has to continue to work with the RTE board, work closely with a body that is backing their former chair to the hilt and who we were told last Friday were furious with what has happened. How is that relationship going to continue under those conditions? Yeah, and that's a challenge for, for um, Minister Catherine Martin. She now needs to sit down with the new board. She needs to, I suppose, have it out with the new board, be transparent, have full discussions in terms of their working relationship going forward. She needs to appoint a chair who she can trust, who she can uh, rely on, uh, and rebuild that relationship. There's so much rebuilding to be done within RT. There's there's so much rebuilding of relationships. The Director General has, has a massive task. I think we also need to hear from the Director General, in fact, because he was at that meeting on Monday where Mr. Neuralic failed to disclose that information but perhaps he felt he couldn't un undermine his chair uh, at that meeting and, and you know I'm only uh, surmising here what might have happened but I, I imagine maybe the, the, the DG reached out to Mr Alec and said listen um, you know you, you were incorrect in terms of what you informed the minister no I can't say for sure that that's what happened but we need to hear from the DG as well but like you know I suppose Everyone's getting frustrated with this. And the unfortunate thing for your listeners, um, Audrey, is that this is going to roll on because we have the publication of, of these two reports that won't happen for uh, until next month, because we're going to have to hear from Ms. Neuralic. In fairness, we have to afford her that opportunity because we have to hear from the former Secretary General. It's going to roll on and rumble on. Um, but we really now need to start to see the rebuilding of RT and, and see it thrown a lifeline because, unfortunately, it's in bits and it's the staff and, and the public who are suffering. Do you have confidence in Kevin Backhurst? Because last night some of your colleagues said they didn't. I do. I do have confidence. And, and that's on the back of me expressing disappointment that he couldn't disclose the information and, and the d detail around the exit packages. In fairness, since we, as a committee, we've received our own legal advice that uh, from, from our um, parliamentary legal advice that, you know, Mr. Backhurst wouldn't actually necessarily be covered by legal privilege or by Doyle privilege if he was to reveal that information in a committee. So I think, uh, you know, I accept his bona fides there. I'm not happy the fact that there was confidentiality agreements around the exit packages of uh, of Mr. Collins. But 
I would really like to see the focus now uh, being on on what he says his focus is, and that's transparency and rebuilding and rebuilding trust. Okay. I haven't lost confidence. I, I have confidence in him, so I, I really hope that he, he, he fulfills that promise. Thank you very much indeed. Fianna Fáil TD, Christopher O'Sullivan, who's also a member of the Iraq This Media Committee.